As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's no holes barred radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, film, TV, UFC. We talk about it all. And I'm here today with my co-host, my producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good. It's episode 558, which is, uh, I, I still think on the low side of things, yeah, uh, based on what too. we've done all these years. But, uh, you know, th- that's one thing when you started It's Time Radio, there was never really an episode number associated with it. You didn't count back then, Buff. Well, you didn't count back then because, quite frankly, we were one of the first podcasts ever to be released, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, with the thousands of podcasts now, I think you really do kind of have to <laughs> count your shows. Yeah, you I mean, it, actually, just, it was. Is, it, oh, go ahead. I was well, just going to say, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. We, we always step at each other once in a while, but it's like this is actually show number one because this is the first show on Fight Pass, right? It is. Well, we kind of had like a preview that went out on their YouTube, but this is the one that is like officially on Fight Pass uh, proper. So uh, cool. that's exciting. Cool. You know? Very cool. I'm they're they're that. my good friends over there at UFC Fight Pass. That's pretty much who I do all my work for. So uh, it just makes sense for everyone involved. I think to. Get its time up there and anchor the podcast section. Exactly, exactly. You know what? I'm really happy we're on uh, uh, Fight Pass because, A, I've been wanting to be on Fight Pass for a while. Let's face it, uh, dedicated UFC fans are on Fight Pass. We have a lot of viewers all around the world that watch our show normally, but it's going to be a lot of fun to get out to those other diehard UFC fans. So, yeah, well, no. hello, everybody. We're here. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too. Like, we talk about UFC Fight Pass being, you know, for UFC fans, but it's really sort of the one-stop shop for any combat sports fan. Like, I'm calling a boxing match in uh, Boston here in a couple weeks, which is live on UFC Fight Pass. So, really? You're calling a yeah. boxing match? Yeah, I've called a bunch of boxing matches, actually. No, I know I, you do. I, I, is this for a new promoter or the promoter you worked for before? Uh, so it's the first time I've ever worked uh, with them. They're called Hollywood Fight Night. Uh, it's Tom Loeffler. Um, who's oh, he's my in- buddy. Yeah, yeah, a very good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, putting on a show in Boston, taking Hollywood Fight Night uh, from Montebello out east uh, to, to Boston, Mass, and uh, it's going to be fun and exciting. We'll see what happens. Well, do me a favor, please, because uh, Tom Loeffler is actually historically one of the more popular managers in the sport of boxing because two of his biggest boxers were the Klitschko brothers, right? And also the most devastating female boxer ever. As with all respect to all the devastating female boxers out there, but Lucia Riker. Oh, 100%. 100%, right? So she handled her, um, actually handled a female friend of mine, boxer uh, named Scotty for a while. He's, he's an excellent, excellent manager. Good people. Please tell Tom I said hi. I will, absolutely. Michael and I have worked with him for years. Yeah, he, uh, you know, comes highly recommended uh, to me to work with, and I'm very excited to to work with them uh the, callum walsh who's uh undefeated irish boxer is headlining this event uh he's uh, sponsored by howlerhead dana's really uh you know high on this kid and uh, we'll see how he uh performs four and oh so very new in his uh, fight career but this is uh, easily the biggest fight uh, of his career the night before saint patrick's day you know he's going to want to put on a show and make his irish fans uh pretty happy out there in beantown oh, absolutely hey when is saint patrick's day 
uh, March 17th every year, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah there's one Saturday. night that it's fun to go out, but I don't always go out on St. Patrick's Day. I understand. I get it. I mean, it's, it it's a, a drinking crazy. holiday, right? Like you want to make sure that you uh, can enjoy and not have to worry about going anywhere, you know? Um, more like worry about a lot of people getting bombed and throwing down. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. You know, even if you're not the one that's drinking, just driving on some of those nights uh, sober is, is, you know, concerning because people, they go hard. It's a party, party night. Hey, I just got it. You know what? Well, as we're talking mm -hmm. on my LinkedIn, a message I came in from uh, the heavyweight champion of the UFC, Cyril Gunn. Uh oh, well, he's not the heavyweight champion right now. Well, I mean, okay, that's right. We'll not find out. We'll find we'll out find in a week. We'll find I think. out exactly. Well, let's say former, if you want to put it. Yeah, former interim. Former interim. So he goes, congrats on. I have to, Cyril. I know it's a personal message. I got to share it because I'm happy to hear from you. I'll answer him in a second after the show. Congrats on your work anniversary because I just celebrated 27 years in the. That's unbelievable. Round. That's absolutely crazy. 27 years, TJ. I mean, the seven years you always talk about the evolution of me and my personality uh, on this show, the evolution of yourself and your style to be able to, by the way, watch it all in UFC Fight Pass. You can go back and yeah. see when when Bruce was I, I don't ever want to say you were stiff because you were finding your feet. But compared to, you know, Puerto Rico back in the day to oh, to now, you're multiple different people at this point. It's kind of like from this to this. You know, right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing. And also the voice too. You know, I look back and at the first show I did when I did the prelims at UFC eight and buy on Puerto Rico. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, you're, you're hitting the points, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're driving the car for the first time. So you don't want to take the corners too fast yet, but uh, right. No, it's, it's, it, it's cool. Like even post UFC 100 to see how your style has evolved. Cause that's the thing too, Bruce, like everyone is trying to emulate you. But I still think that you're finding yourself and in, in still changing and refining uh, your style as you move through your career. Well, you know, you should always be open. You, it's like in business, you should always be adaptable to new ideas. Don't be hardheaded in your own personal profession as you as a commentator. It's what we call reps in the business. The more right. reps you get, the more you develop your tool. And um, yeah, it's definitely what we call what I call an evolutionary process. Um, it has to be right. Because if you stop evolving, you're dying. We should always be willing to evolve. Even at mm. my age now, it's like willing to evolve, better yourself. And you know my attitude. Every night I walk in the octagon, it's always my first night. I got to prove to myself, powers that be, the fans especially, and the fighters, um, that I deserve this job. Right. And, and I go to work Saturday night in the octagon, and I'm going to be proving again that I deserve this job so I can go back to work next week at UFC 280. Uh, what is it, 285, 286? Oh my God. 285 is uh, next week. And th that's the thing too, like the idea of having a contract and, and job security, like sure, th there's legal ramifications and, and whatnot, but the bottom line is we're always trying to prove ourselves worthy of the position we're already in. You know what I mean? If, if you ever go out there and you know have this mindset that you know everything is owed to you, well, you're, you're not giving what is owed to the job. Never have that mindset. I've never had that mindset. I never will have that mindset. And it's almost, I'll give you an example. It's like an actor, which is a scenario that happens a lot. Um, whether it's Don Cheadle and Iron Man, Iron Man or uh, Caruso, you know, with uh, his TV shows, they think they're everything and no offense to them. It's not like they do a great job and they're excellent actors, but you know what? Everybody's replaceable. 100%. Everybody's I'm, replaceable. I mean, especially in the superhero side of things, like how many different oh, Batman yeah. have we had? You know what I mean? I've never said that word before. Batman. I guess that's how you would say it, right? Multiple Batmans. Batman. Well, yep, exactly. But, you know, and I said Don Cheadle, but Don Cheadle actually took over for Terrence Howard, who, you know, was mm. very upset. Not upset. He wasn't happy with his pay. Right. He was making a ton of money. And they said bye-bye. And, then he and that's the thing, the too. Two Iron Men that would have made him millions and millions and millions of dollars. You hope that if you move on from something that people will care and raise a stink. But far more often than not, I think we see how willing society is to accept someone. They might not do it right away, but no. when someone fills your shoes, it just yeah. takes a couple of times, a couple of reps, as you said, uh, before they start to not even remember you anymore. Absolutely. And remember one thing, and I've said this before on the show many, many times, they love you on the way up. And they can't wait to tear you down. 100%. You know, I don't care who it's you true. are. It's just the finicky human nature of people out there. Not everybody. I'm just saying that it happens. But with that being said, I've got a couple of announcements that I want to make here. Um, Product-wise, we all know about, you know, Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Right. Uh, it's come out. I don't even have my new undisputed bourbon now, the single barrel of Puncher's Chance 
mm-hmm. my award-winning, amazing sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. Yeah. We just released uh, the new one called Undisputed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's 105 proof. It's a single barrel version. And uh, Bebmo just ordered like a thousand cases for all its stores. That's great. So, and you can just go to punchyourchancebourbon.com and have it delivered right to your house. Uh, but I highly recommend it. Uh, we've won six gold medals and we keep, uh, oh, we just won a platinum award for the new Undisputed. We won the highest Damn. possible. Platinum. That's great. Amazing. I know. It's really, it's really cool to be behind a great product uh, that is reviewed and, and uh, enjoyed by everybody. I haven't had a, yeah. I haven't any bad comments at all. You, you know what's cool about it too, Bruce, is no disrespect. Like obviously you giving your your likeness and your you know promotional push behind it is great. But despite that, it's still succeeding. That's what's really neat about it. It stands alone as well as a quality product. Exactly. Just like I say at the end of the show, when you step on that yellow brick path to your future, be the best you can be, represent the best you can represent. Champion number one, number two, number three. If you do it the best and you try to be the best you can be, then you're winning. So I'm enjoying winning at the bourbon business. No question. Keep winning. I'm doing it the proper way, TJ. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got to say it. <laughs> Connor's doing great with his, and I'm doing great with mine. Connor's okay. back, by the way. How? Yeah, how yeah. I, I, let me go into one more thing, because we're going to talk about yeah. that. I, I want to get your opinion on a couple of things here. Yeah. And I'm very excited about Connor coming back. Um, we've been talking about It's Time Cologne. Oh, I saw you on the, uh, the Impulsive show with Logan Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul loved it. Um, it's amazing the amount of orders that came in after being on the Logan Paul show. But right now we're going to be in every store in the United States that sells cologne. How heavy is that thing, by the way? Because that thing looks like it would do some damage. It, you, I bet you could. But you know, basically, it's a, a three or four ounces right here. Nice. Okay. So three point uh, four ounces, so you can take it through the airport. Oh, that's good. That's very smart. That's yeah. very smart. I was just going to say before you invest, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check that bag. But uh, if you can get it through the carry-on, there you go. Let me just enjoy a little. I mean, can you describe it for me? Huh? Can you describe the smell for me, the scent? It's a very, we call it, it's very fresh, sensual, and charismatic. So what that okay. means is it's very, it's not overbearing. All right. Um, women love it. It's a very sensual scent. I'm sure everybody out there listening has to understand what the word sensual means. Right. And charismatic because it's very, it's very individually distinguishable. Right. So, sounds like a guy I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? I'm basically putting myself into this product. I wore Obsession by Calvin Klein for years, and I'm I love this much, much more. And Obsession really? is really fantastic. So, so you're wearing this uh, scent exclusively. This is all I wear. Wow. Nice. And when the uh, facial wash and body wash and moisturizer and everything else comes out, that's all I'll be bathing with. You know, wow. I worked on these formulas, and these are all the formulas that I love to bathe and and everything. And the, let's put it this way. Smell like a man, okay? There you go. You know, charismatic and fresh. Be like a man. But what I want to tell you about it's time for those uh, watching. Before it hits the stores, we've released it on Amazon.com and Walmart.com. Wow. I mean, those are two huge outlets. I mean, that's very, very accessible now for anybody that wants to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, Without any advertising, we sold a ton the first week it was uh, released. It's going into 40 countries around the world. And uh, it's in Europe now. And now it's in the United States. And United States, pardon me, and I'm just, I'm just very excited. So, well, what are, would you? These help are me though. I worked two years on. You know, I've been working oh, I know. on this for two years. You've been teasing yeah. it forever, and and that's the one thing that I've always admired about working with you is you never rush an announcement before it's ready to go. No, and you never uh, sell people out there that know business. I'm going to teach you something in business that it could take you failure to learn. I'm going to try and help you out. Never sell from an empty shelf. Don't talk about. Don't promote. Yeah. Don't. Put your cards out there because you only have so many times to to talk about your products until it's on the shelf and it can be delivered. Do not sell from an empty shelf. Especially because if it comes to light that it never comes out and and people have heard about it, then they're going to think that the product was a failure when, in fact, it never even launched. It's like a boy who cried wolf situation. Right. Right? Yeah. So but but help help me out with the smell, though. Like, I understand the, uh, you know, phrases and, and terms that you're saying, but like. Is it a wood-like smell? Is it a musk? Is it a, a ocean salty type of smell, like a it's sea kind salt? Of a very subtle. I'm going to use the word sensual again. Okay. Vanilla, like a little vanilla. I like that. Yeah, and uh, with the with the perfume or the cologne scent to it. So it's a classic. You know, it's got, type it's got of like a, a fruit, or like a fruit type vanilla type tone. That's why it's very pleasing to smell. 
and it stays on the body. It's like some right. clones. First, so you you run at somebody, a man that walks in a room, and it's like, whoa. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Especially okay. uh, people that wear a lot of cologne like on their clothes that yeah, doesn't really mix with their their skin oils. Yeah, like I like your your uh scent of your cologne is going to change throughout the day as you, you know, sweat and perspire yeah. and you know things like that. It's supposed to. When you just douse it on your clothes, I mean, hell, you might as well just, you know, wear a friggin', you know, Christmas tree uh car deodorant True. scent thing, you know. True, but also some colognes can change your natural body scent. Right, and that's what this I'm saying. Goes like, great it, with my with the natural body. I, I you got to try it. Try. Yeah, it. no, I'm 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 excited because what you're kind of describing to me is um, a subtle traditional smell. Because a lot of times uh, I'll smell some cologne and it's like, okay, you you. I mean, pardon the the sort of loose analogy here, but like, there's a fine wine and then there's like Boone's Farm. You know what I mean? And like, this is not Boone's Farm. That's all I can right. tell you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I want a fine wine. You know, I want something that that's classic and not knocking your socks off. I don't want a blue raspberry flavor. You know what I mean? No, what you have here is Dom Perignon and Cristal, right. but at a lower price. Okay. Right. Not a Boone's Farm price, but a lower. Not price. a Boone's Farm price. And you know what's cool is the bottle was was designed by a design company in Dubai. Right. It looks great. So they're going to make ten solid gold plated bottles. Get out of here! Really? Yeah. Nice. Of course, I'm going to get one of one. Is it going to be like random or is it going to be like you can buy these special? No, this is special for something they're going to do as a special thing over in Dubai. You know, let's face it. There's gold buildings over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do it. They do it in a big way. So very excited about that. You'll hear about the toiletry line coming up. And uh, also to. It's hard for me to release this, but, um, you know, I am the voice of prime Logan Paul's drink. Right. Commercials. Yep. Um, not only is my energy drink, my it's time energy drink coming out while we're on the subject of all the stuff I'm doing. Sorry, guys, my show. I can talk about what I want. Uh, the it's time energy will be out in five weeks. I've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, there's reasons, but sided with it. I'm coming out with my own hydration drink. Really? Time hydration. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously people, you know, know what a hydration drink is now like three four years ago i don't think that you would do, basically have to say gatorade you know what i mean like things are different now we're starting yeah. to understand and like that, that's one thing that i'm excited about this just hearing about it now is you don't just sort of run towards things you do your due diligence so i i assume uh just like the energy drink the hydration drink is going to be something that uh is not terrible for you you're not going to have to read no. a billion different chemicals and you know what no, makes no, it no no, I mean, what there's some is. things you have to put in, but no, no, I'm not, I'm not into that. So we're, we're trying to make the best, the best, we are making the best products that'll be on the market. I don't want to compare them to other products. I could cut down other products left and right. Sure, sure, sure. It's not the way I work. Um, success breeds competition. Competition breeds success. There are certain market shares out there. Basically, I'm going with the quality and the high level quality of my products. I'm going after a 4% market share of an $8 billion industry. That's unbelievable. And that's where it's at. So, nice. Well, I'm excited to to follow along with uh, the evolution of that. Uh, we'll follow along as we move along. There so, we go. As the future comes in. All right. Well, listen, uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about because uh, we had the Australia show and there was a break. But, you know, we, I built a lot, talked a lot about the Super Bowl, everything coming up. You know, when I was in Australia uh, after the show, I want to talk about the Volkanovski. Oh, um, yeah. What a great Oscar. fight. Yeah, the Mahashev fight and Volkanovski. Got to talk about that. So let's just go and let's talk about Volkanovski. I said Super Bowl. Okay, here's Super Bowl. My Philadelphia Eagles lost. Okay. Yeah. The, the, and, you know, that was, I don't want to say devastating. This is just life. You know, you win. I'm you sure lose, it hurt. It hurt. It. it hurt. I mean, hurts hurt. So it's okay. Right. Not to coin a pun about the quarterback. But um, all respect to Philadelphia. Did a great job. You make it to the Super Bowl, you're a winner. Yeah, I mean, you're you winning. you you won the NFC. You're the NFC you champion. You make it into the octagon to, to fight for the championship. You're a winner. Win you're the second best fighter at worst on that at night. At work in the world. In the at world. that moment yep. in your life, you're a winner. Yep. So I'm in Australia. My plane's delayed. I'm in the airport. I can't watch the Super Bowl on the plane because there's no Wi-Fi on Qantas going from, or any airline going from Australia right. to America. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, here it is, the Eagles. My Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I'm All the buildup, all the talk I've done, all the stuff I've said on the podcast, I'm going to see 25 minutes. Right. right. They go, plane delayed. Normally, I'd be like, no, I, but not this time, I'm right? like, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So I got to watch the first half. The Eagles shine. They were ahead by a touchdown, whatever it was, going in the second quarter. I get on the plane feeling great. Got a big payday if they win. 
uh, land or not land rather two hours later. Of course, the pilot comes over the oh, thing, no. you know, score the Super Bowl. Oh, darn. Anyway, that was that. So uh, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes going to go down if he keeps up this pace as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He's totally online for that. Yep. Many years it's going to take to get there. But the man's amazing. The team's amazing. Congratulations, Chiefs. Congratulations, Eagles. Onward and upward. Now let's talk about Volkanovski. I got to tell you that uh, when I got to Australia, the, I landed on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Three hours later off the plane, I'm with Michael Bisming, John Anik, Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Producer Zach, other guys. You hit the ground running. They hit the ground, boots on the ground running. We went to an animal sanctuary, and I put the pictures on my Instagram. It looked People, cool. It, it looked cool. so cool. You can follow me, everybody, at Bruce uh, at Bruce Buffer UFC on Instagram, where I'll talk about the products coming out, everything, and uh, all this stuff. But there's some very cool pictures there. You know, the koala bear was adorable. The, the wombat was like just this big, chubby, huge rat or whatever, but it right. was just so adorable. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. You got to touch the koala, correct? I hugged it. I held it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought so. Like, who doesn't want to do that, by the way? Yeah, like, but everybody wants of, to. Everybody wants to do that. But then I got a lot of tweets, right? And like what? Careful, you'll get chlamydia. You'll get. I'll get out of here. Whatever. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't suggest that anyone tries to touch koala in uh, the wild. Well, they, they do aren't... carry. They do carry, but you know, sure, sure. I'm not sure. rubbing it over my naked body for God's sake. Yeah, I'm holding a koala yeah. bear. I mean, you're COVID safe. I'm sure you're safe with the koala, I'm koala bear. Koala safe too. Yeah. You know exactly. Uh, but isn't it true? Like they're high out of their minds all the time with the eucalyptus. Like, doesn't eucalyptus make them high? I uh, whatever it is, they they look like they just got done smoking three fatties. That's all. I, I mean, they they look like they're the happiest creatures on the planet. They're happy. They're humble, but they can be mean, TJ. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. They like you don't want to mess animals. with them. You don't want to piss them off. Just like a kangaroo, they'll like disembowel you. They've got talents. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I was feeling him poking through my shirt. And I thought, man, if this guy wanted to dig, he could tear my stomach open right now. Right? Well, I'm I'm happy he did it. It's all good. It's all good. So we did the animal sanctuary, the kangaroos. It's so funny. As we're leaving the thing, Bisming pulls out his camera because two kangaroos are humping away. So he's got to oh, make sure gosh. he films that for social media. And um you know, they breed like crazy. Adorable. Saw one, you know, with the baby, the fresh baby coming out of its Oh, pouch. yeah. The Joey. What I, The Joey, exactly. And what I learned is that when they give birth, the little tiny baby crawls up into that pouch, and that's where it grows. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's 100%. Right? Yep. And, um, and, of course, they eat kangaroo down there. Yeah, I ate which it one is one time and I felt guilty. I never want to eat it again. I didn't think it was all that great, but maybe it's just my mind. I just, I mean, I, I, I hate to say this. If you're around cows, you can feel the same way too. Cows are beautiful animals as well. They're not as cute as say a kangaroo, yeah. but uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunately the nature of the beast. We're carnivores. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, well, we're omnivores technically, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I might try it. You know, I might, if well, you give me the what? opportunity, I try it. got to try certain things. I'm going to segue for a second. I was with my new, um, I'm an ambassador for Rubet gaming, rubet.com, mm -hmm. which is an mm -hmm. international gaming site, really fantastic site. They're in Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, and Canada. So they came over to my uh, home studio here and we filmed a bunch of videos and pictures. And uh, the other person that's their ambassador is Brandon Moreno, Charles Oliveira, mm -hmm. Cheeto Vera, yeah. right? obviously Spanish speaking and Brazilian. And somebody I will be working on a campaign with in May, I'm excited about up the street at his compound from my home here, Snoop Dogg. All right. So that's going to be fun. There that's you go. Be a lot of fun. So we're filming and we get done filming. They take me out to a restaurant called Boa, B-O-A, which is a well-known steakhouse in California, Vegas, mm -hmm. uh, yada, yada. And I don't, I'm not a meat eater. Okay. Um, but you know, when I do, you don't like a I steak? Ham, pardon me? You don't like a good steak? No, I, of course I do, but I have not eaten. I've not been a meat eater. Okay. I've been a, really you know, for how long? Vegetarian. Oh, for years. Really? I didn't know There's, this. I, I might occasionally have a hamburger that tastes amazing because I don't eat meat all the time. So you don't I eat like, like chicken? Pardon me? You don't eat chicken or anything no, no, like no. that? Turkey? I'm talking, I'm talking red meat, meat, chicken, and fish. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Chicken and so, fish. So white meat, essentially. So red meat I'm talking about. You're right. Got it. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just my own personal health choice. Well, I mean, there are benefits to cutting out red meat out of your diet. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty like well anything else that you go without for a long time. You know, whether it's food or sex or whatever, when you finally have it, it's so good, right? Right, yeah. So then, you know, not to coin a pun or to coin a pun, but um, 
I was taken out last night, and we're at this place, Bo, and they have the the Wagyu beefs, you know, the, the Kobe beefs, right. all those special yeah. Japanese beefs, right? Yeah. $50 an ounce. Oh, man. And the people that I'm, you know, met and work with and I'm friends with now, great group of people from Rubet. He's like, I have to have this beef. You know, I had it before, and he ordered it for me. He ordered me a seven-ounce steak, right? Right. Which is obviously $350. And it's mm -hmm. not about the money, but I'm trying to show you what it is. Wow. It's kind of about the money when it's that expensive. Well, when you're not paying for it, it's good. So exactly. When I took a piece of my mouth, TJ, I didn't even have to eat it. Uh, right. Chew it. It, it just, just like melts in your mouth. on yeah. my tongue. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's when you know it's good. Um, oh God. So you know, good. I'm not uh, I'm not a huge meat eater myself, believe it or not, Buff. I don't really eat hamburgers. I don't, you know, but I love steak. And uh I am one of those guys that probably back in the day bothered everyone by ordering everything medium well. Um, but a good steak, if you can get a good medium rare steak done the right way, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm a medium lover myself, pink on the inside. What's your favorite cut? Uh, I, I really like the uh, the a good sirloin, like a top shelf sirloin, honestly. Uh, but, uh, that or New York strip. Yeah, mine's ribeye. Ribeye's good. It's marbled. I I don't mind it. Yeah, like a ribeye or like a good, um, uh, just a good solid New York steak. And of course, what's better than a great filet mignon, right? I mean, that's really the best. Really if the we're best. talking about, you know, which one you always want, but, uh, you know, yeah. more sensible cut, you know. And the beat that I do eat once in a while, like when I order my breakfast or meals from Icon Meals, which go to iconmeals.com, they're a great place to order uh, prepackaged, really good food. I'll get bison and egg whites with protein pancakes, and it, it just tastes delicious. So, yeah. Once in a while, you know, once in a while. But this sure. week, I, we celebrated we celebrated Rupert's 15th birthday on Monday at Arthur J's in Manhattan Beach, a steakhouse. And I had a wonderful filet there. God, Rupert's 6'3", and he's 15. Unbelievable. He was an infant when we started the show. I'm not even Henry, kidding. Henry's 6'4", and he's 18. Rupert's 6'3", and he's 15. Okay, so do they both have uh, college basketball scholarships or what? Uh, possible. You know, Henry's entertaining his college choices right now, but you know, we'll see. I, I wish they would, they'd be great, but they're, they're really into training, working out. I mean, they're, they're in great shape, but getting back to this. So, uh, we, I did the steakhouse. This is the most meat I've eaten in years in one week, two steaks. Wow. You know, that sounds crazy to some people. For me, it's a big deal. I mean, well, like you said, you cut it out. So, you know, you're, you're living it up right now. Well, the segue to the steak talk is over because right now I want to get back, uh, to the excursion we had. So Bisbing, Cruz, Anik, and other UFC personnel were all having a great time. And then when we ended the Animal Sanctuary, we got driven to a winery. Mm -hmm. So we toured this great winery. Of course, we get there. We're definitely two glasses in before the tour. Then we're on the tour. There's another glass. Then we get back. It's amazing. Five-star, pre, not pre-prepared, but price uh, price fixed, meaning you know everything was set to order. Came right, out. yeah. Five-star, award-winning chef, made it for us. It was so much fun. By the end of that meal with the wine that was pouring and everything, obviously, we're all very happy. We're having yeah. a great time. Uh, you, you seem to have it a little more together than maybe some of your contemporaries, at least on Instagram, for some video purposes, it seems. I, I don't let myself lose myself in public. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say that they were losing themselves, but you were you were able to perform a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody, everybody was very, very happy. But, it, you know, being with Michael Bisming, a few sheets to the wind, Dominic and John Anik, a couple sheets to the wind, all of us having a great time, feeling happy. See, I'm I can see you, all those guys getting a little chippy when they're, when they're chippy, maybe, but you know. You see us on camera, folks, but behind the scenes, these are great human beings. Right. A lot of fun to be with. It was a blast. So that was a, that was my first day in, in Australia. Second day, the jet lag hit a little bit, you know, relaxed. How can it then, not? Yeah. Then the show came. Mm -hmm. And... I got to say that it reminded me of the fact of how amazingly wonderful and fan uh, crazed and rabid UFC fans there are in Australia, obviously yeah. coming in from New Zealand and, and, and elsewhere, but they just love their UFC. They love the fighters, the energy in that arena, 12,500 people sounded like 30,000 or more. Um, definitely. I actually had to look it up, Bruce, because I, it sounded like a stadium show. It I'm not kidding awesome. you. It, it yeah. was like a stadium show from the moment I walked out to the moment I finished the show. I mean, the energy that I could feed off that crowd really got me going. I even, you know how I'll say uh, live from uh, the sold out arena, sold out RAC arena in yeah. Perth, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, held, I normally hold it for like a seven count. 
Yeah. They put a couple extra, two or three extra seconds on it just to draw the eye. They went ballistic. Yeah. And they held it with this. The funny thing, you know, because they're talking with me as I'm saying stuff now. Right. And I and I put a, I put a, a little more juice on the it's time. And I don't hear the crowd normally. But the reason I did that, I could hear them. I'm so that's to crazy. The fighter, I block it out. And when I yeah. can hear them, then I know they're going out of their minds. For you the have fighter, your not for me for the fighters for the fighters. You, for the, you yeah. have your IFB in the earpiece. Do you get yourself in that ear? No, purposely I don't want that. I don't want okay. my intonation and my inflection to be interfered with with it coming in. Sure. That happens at certain events. I'll do if I have an IFB like you know the Raiders or yeah, like yeah. baseball game or something. But there, what they do at the UFC, they're such a good well-oiled machine. All the other IFBs, they're hearing everything. Me, all I have is me to the producer and director. Oh, so you don't have a program feed then? You don't hear Anik? You don't hear anybody? No. Wow. Not at all. Um, I've noticed every time I do something uh, on a mic, I prefer the IFB in because there's a slight delay almost always on in-house mics. And yeah. for whatever reason, Bruce, like when I speak and I can hear the, the speaker uh, in the background, if there's a slight delay, I start sounding like I'm having a stroke. Well, that's that's what it is like a big stadium. Like when I did the Dodger game as an example, it's like, hey, 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 low, low, right. low, low, right, L yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my and brain can't get, figure that out. Got to get used to it. What I like is when I'm in the octagon or in a ring or anywhere I'm working. Yeah. When they've got this, I can hear the sound coming down above me. Right. And I can hear it, you know, in me when I'm right. talking. When I'm right. talking, um, that allows me to have my a better intonation. And inflection. Right. You know where you are, essentially. I know where I'm at exactly, yeah. and I can change it at any moment. Yeah. The I, I, people I think radio all these might have a hard okay. time understanding this sure. if they haven't done our job, but I hope we're explaining it so they understand. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I'm wearing headphones now. I can hear myself now. I've done this for twenty some odd years, and uh, I'm just good. so I'm just so used to hearing it real time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if there's a delay, it's real bad. Just got to get past it. It takes it, again. It takes a couple reps to get it down. Yeah, I, so generally I have an IFB in, but if I don't, I'll actually like hold a finger up to my ear so I can hear myself more than I can hear the speaker. People exactly. don't want to hear about this, but you know, I, it, it's fun for me to talk to someone like you who's done this for for so long to know that you know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, I totally know what you're saying. So let's get back to talking about what people know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, the UFC 284, okay? Mm. Yair Rodriguez, congratulations. Well, oh, right. man. Congratulate. Yeah. Well-deserved. I, I, I'm so happy and so honored and humbled by this man because he's he's the epitome of a role model that I love in the UFC. A gentleman, in and out, fighter, flashy, the whole nine yards. Yep. Uh, long road to get here. Long, long road for Yair. Uh, congratulations. And congratulations, Josh Emmett. I mean, that is a warrior personified that really deserves every kudo he can get. Right. Um, but Yair, on top, you know, really, really cool. Uh, there's a, was a lot of good fights. Tyson Pedro, who I consider a friend, um, I love watching him fight. And he came out after his fight. He had some health issues. He wasn't the same going into that fight, but he's still a warrior. You know, he went in there to do what he did and, and, uh, sorry, he lost, but Pekowskis, you know, did a good job. Kudos to him. A lot of people shine that night, but let's talk about Mahashev and Volkanovsky. Now, you know, people were talking about Volkanovsky. You've got to give this young man, this warrior, uh, so much credit. Going up in weight to fight, you know, from... Uh, stylistically, from, this wasn't it's a good just, fight It's just amazing. I give, yeah. him, I give him so much credit. So much yes. credit. Stylistically for Volkanovsky, it was, it was a bad fight. I mean, not that he couldn't win. And some people believe that he won. Uh, it was a very close fight. Well, okay, uh, I'm asking you. What do you think? Let's just be on the on the table right now. I had a four rounds to one for Islam. You had a what? Four rounds to one. I was on the fence. I was I was like three to two for Volkanovski. I mean, I'm not upset with that scorecard. I wouldn't card have been upset either. announcing it either way. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the interesting thing. Like uh, a lot of people uh, get sort of focused on the fact that I can say uh, I thought Islam won four rounds to one, yeah. and make it seem like it was a one sided match. It it wasn't. It just that's what I came down on. Uh, but it was one of those fights where I, I wasn't too upset or, or thinking that people were crazy if they thought uh, that Volkanovski uh, did, in fact, win. But, uh, you know, it would have been interesting if it was a seven-round fight. And obviously, I don't think that we're going to get that anytime soon. But you started to see the, the you know, m momentum sort of switch towards Volkanovski in the latter part of the fight, the way he finished uh, the fight getting on top. Uh, it was a lot of fun. 
I'm going to create a, a term here. Tell me if you agree with it. Mm. It was a dominating loss. Yeah. I mean, you can say that for sure. It was a dominating sure. loss. Because he, he, he had moments where he was dominant, for sure, and dominant. ultimately didn't get his hand raised. But, you know, no one is really going to be able to compete like that against uh, Islam. Obviously, he has a lot of work yet to do at, at 55. It's a very good division. Um, this was a super fight uh, sort of situation. A guy that hadn't fought in the UFC's lightweight division comes up. But uh, Vol Volkanovski is a guy who's going to beat a lot of people in that top 10 at 155 if he chooses to continue to fight there as well. And I wouldn't be upset if they run this back, you know, in a year or, you know, even even less than that. I don't want the 45 pound division to be put on the back burner too no. much. I mean, no, you no, have no, a no, champion no. Too in, in division. And Yair, Yair and, and Volkanovski would be a phenomenal fight uh, if that is what's next. But I also wouldn't be upset if we got uh, Alex and uh, Islam again. Volkanovski to me is like the Joe Frazier of the UFC, you know? Yeah. He gets in there. He has to fight bigger men all the time. Um, I just, I, I really like Alexander. I think he's a cool cat. Mm -hmm. um, very nice. Islam is always respectful uh, to me. So I, I have nothing bad to say about Islam. Um, but anyway, Islam's uh -oh. champion. Yeah, on the Makashev uh, tip for just a brief moment, uh, he's not there yet by any means. I'm not saying this. So don't you know misconstrue what I'm saying. But he has all the materials to be as good and better than Khabib was at 55. Yes, he does. I mean, yeah. we'll see if he do, does it. You know, it's, and it's not even an argument that could be had. I understand yeah. what you're saying, and it's the type of thing that the proof will be in the pudding. Yeah, because, so we'll I mean, I mean uh, Islam is, is already a better striker than Khabib was. Um, I like his wrestling. I like the way he blends everything. And again, Khabib was able to get it done on fight night. And that is the X factor here for all the greats. You can be the best fighter on the planet in the room or, you know, all training camp. But on fight night, if you can't perform, then people just don't know who you're who you really are. There are plenty of fighters that have risen to, you know, championship status that in the room they were terrible. Like Quentin Jackson Rampage was not a very good sparring type fighter, but you put him in the fight. He'll beat anybody. He's just that good. Well, Quentin, um, Quentin didn't, Quentin's not a big lover of training, so. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. But uh, I love you, but, Quentin. I love you, buddy. But but there was a, a switch that would get flipped, you know, with him on, on fight night where it would just be he would become this different, you know, person altogether. And, uh, you know, Islam has, a, again, a lot to do yet to prove that he's as good, uh, if not better than could be. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if he can do it. And there's two people that are going to benefit by that, Islam and us as fans. 100%. Because we get to see this evolutionary process again of another fighter that's going to be around a very long time, yeah. and it's going to be great to see. So let's switch gears here a little bit, and let's talk about fighters that's been around a long time, two fighters, one named Conor McGregor, the one, mm. the only, the notorious. Right. And uh, the other, the great wrestler, fantastic MMA fighter, great guy and friend, uh, Michael Chandler. Now, I have not... And I'm not saying there's anything bad about Tough. Tough is a great show. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm busy and, you know, doing what I do. And sure. And, and sometimes, you know, when I get out of the MMA world, I got to get into my other worlds, whether it's TV, entertainment, whatever. I have not watched Tough series for probably three or four years. Well, it's been, it, it was paused for a while. Um, paused, the, but the, even the last three or four seasons, I I wasn't a regular watcher. Sure, I understand okay? that. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch at points. And, of course, when I got to announce the uh, the final fight night, of course, I look very much forward to that. I am going to be absolutely glued to this tough series coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how those two personalities work with one another because uh you know Connor's a businessman. He's smart. He's gonna, you know, be uh he's gonna pull chains and press buttons all night long. One hundred percent. He's gonna he's gonna get the job done, but you know he's gonna be, you know, poking at Chandler. And Chandler's oh, a guy time. that's big, a big real time you know, strong mindset type of person. Chandler's a guy who likes to, you know, stay in his lane and make sure that he stays focused on, on the prize. You know, his saying, cool we'll cat. see at the top. Yeah. Cool uh, you think Connor can break through that a little bit? You think he can rattle Chandler I think he's going to try. Um, I think he might get, I don't see Connor getting rattled, although him, if he doesn't rattle him, it will rattle Connor a little bit. Mm, I can see so that. Let's see if Connor keeps his, at this level of Connor's career, this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. At this level of Connor's career, his persona, his ability to rattle people, his ability to get underneath the skin of people the way Connor loves to get under. I think he's learned his lesson from the past Poirier instance at the last fight of not right. stepping over and, and shaming a family or saying things you should not say. But look how right? rattled he was, though, because Poirier wasn't playing that game. That, and it this seemed is my like, point. Yeah, this is my point. 
So he's going to go into a different form, a more intelligent, thought out, how do I rattle Michael Chandler? The question is, when Michael Chandler doesn't get rattled, is Connor going to step back to another direction, you know, or is he going to continue or is it going to really bug him? We're going to see. We're going to find a out. very cool cat on his own, but he's yeah. a, he can be very emotional. 100%. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and I think emotion is going to be a big factor to their eventual meeting. Absolutely. It's just really awesome. You know, when you think about, again, evolutionary process, Conor McGregor, 150 euros a month in Irish welfare, wearing right. his dad's suit to the point where I used to see him and I'd show a David August suit that I was wearing and say, you got to get a nice suit, Connor. Here's one. You should be getting David. And then he winds up becoming David August's partner in his own clothing line. He goes on to make millions, tens, tens of millions of dollars, not a hundred million dollars in the UFC. He goes on to making hundreds of millions of dollars in other projects with proper 12 and everything that he's done. And now he's stepping back into the ultimate proving ground called the octagon, but he's also stepping back to help young fighters go into the ultimate proving ground to prove themselves that they're worthy of being a UFC fighter, much less a mixed martial artist period. Right. And with that being said, I love it. I think it's yeah. great. And I hope I pray a little bit that Connor keeps his composure and maintains what I believe he could always have been, which is the greatest role model, one of the greatest role models in the history of sports. And I want to see him in a position he's in now with his money, his fame, and everything coming into this. I want to see Connor be exciting. I want to see him be the Connor McGregor. I don't want to see him be disrespectful. I do, want to you, see him, I want to see him be the, the good role model, which will sell the million, two million pay-per-views, sure. no matter what. You don't have to do it the other way. Just be Connor. He do has do you think he's interested in that though, Bruce? Because like I get the vibe that he doesn't want to be everybody's hero. He doesn't want to necessarily be a role model. He no, likes to he, be he the wants chaotic to be Conor guy. McGregor. He wants yeah. to walk his, to his own tune. But with greatness comes great responsibility. Okay? And you know how I feel about that. And I'm just I, hoping that that shines through. I agree. I think, I, just, I think he has the ability, and, and I think he, he could just have such a mark on young people's minds. This yeah, is the well. TV series for eight, ten shows, whatever it is. I mean, he so, has it either way, whether or not he embraces it from, you know, a but he positive could standpoint. He could reestablish himself. He could reestablish yeah. himself. He's great now, but he could reestablish himself even better. And that's that, that's where just, if you understand what I'm, I know you do. But yeah. what I'm trying to say to our amazing, wonderful listeners that I love so much, it's like, this is a proving ground in many ways for Connor. Right. As well as the young fighters coming in. As yeah. well as Michael Chan. I mean, Connor's going to impact those athletes, the future athletes that are watching at home and just, you know, fans as a whole. Yeah. Uh, the question is, will that impact be for, you know, the better or for the worse? We'll find out. I, I, I do like this matchup stylistically, though, for, for Connor a lot. I think Connor favors uh, a Michael Chandler who might chase him a little bit on the feet uh, and try to slug it out with him. I think that uh, that benefits Connor. It completely benefits Connor because let's face it, what is it about Michael Chandler that happens all the time? His first rounds of his fights are devastatingly epic. Right. And, and they Connor don't, I mean, I hate him. to say this, but he they don't need to be. Chandler's such no, a good wrestler he that he can, such. I know, I know. And God bless him for it because I love watching him fight. And and if he comes out like that, the way he does, he's stepping into Connor's world. Right. Which, I mean, we saw what Chad Mendez did to Connor McGregor until he gassed out. Like, that's the way you want to attack Connor. But everybody yeah. wants to put on a show when they step in that octagon. And people say if Chad's cardio was much better that night, he probably would have won. I you mean, know? I've said that before. I'd, yeah. I'd probably say that again. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is the beauty of our sport, the beauty of the UFC. We have so much entertainment coming in. So I'm glued to the show. Can't wait to watch it. Um, definitely uh, wish Connor and Michael Chandler the best. Now, as far as um, when they're filming now. Yeah. Okay. So when does the show go on it's when do they start quick. i think it? It, i think it's may i think it's early may late april early may so it's a pretty quick turnaround in the grand scheme of things basically after they've gotten a couple of shows in the can right yeah so i i think the season will be done uh, in its entirety before episode one will air but it's going to be a very quick turnaround from when they wrap filming to the show's premiere well he's obviously done filming roadhouse because he can right. dedicate his time yeah um there's, there's some filming of roadhouse yet to be done which i cannot talk about right now Okay. You figure it out. I'll tell you. Gotcha. Um, I do have a part in Roadhouse. I, I, I gathered that. So that's what I'm going to say. So that is yet to be filmed, but it's going to be interesting when it's filmed. 
and you will know when it's filmed, and I will not give you any more information. And we'll leave. Have, have you ever played a role that wasn't Bruce Buffer? Sure. Really? Yeah. Hmm. One time I played. Um, I, I, more than once, but uh, in one particular, it was years and years ago. It was called L.A. Riot Spectacular. Okay. okay. And it was a documentary on the L.A. riots that happened. Right. And they reenacted the Denny scene, the truck driver that mm. got beat to a pulp. Yeah. Right. I, it was a sort of a comedic side. Snoop Dogg was in it. Michael Buffer was in it. Um, others. And uh, I actually came out as a referee between Denny and the gang members. You'd look good as a ref. <laughs> yeah. So I did that bit there. Um, I was in, uh, I was talking about this earlier today with my trainer, Tito, a million dollar baby. Okay. The Academy award winning best picture of the year. Clint Eastwood's movie. Um, mm -hmm. I auditioned for that as a voiceover as the commentator in the final scene where she broke her neck. Okay. And uh, Clint Eastwood picked me over everybody to be in this film. So I can say I was a voiceover in that film. Really? Uh -huh. I've seen that. I didn't recognize. I got to go back well, and watch. You know, it was it was acting. I was I was doing a commentator's voice. I was I wasn't Bruce Buffer's not a commentator. I'm not no. A I hear you, but but still, like I'm. I used to talk about myself in the third person. Am I Tito Ortiz? No, I'm kidding. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Your head's not that big, Buff. Sorry, Tito. Love you too, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was one. And then um, there's been a. I'd have to go through my thing. I've made like I've been in like 13 movies and TV shows and stuff. But for the That's most great. part, it's it's me being me. Yeah. Know? No, I hear you. I hear you. So but you got some, you got some flexibility. You got some range, as they call it in the business. Oh yeah, no, I've been talking to a couple of people. I mean, they've asked me. I, you know, it's all about time, uh, TJ. It's it's time to to go do this stuff. I know it's I would, about. I would love time. to play a bad guy. I'd love to play a bad guy. I'd love to play a gangster. You know, well, I would the, have the, a lot of fun. I studied acting as a kid. I wanted to be an actor as a kid. I gave it all up when I was eighteen years old. I've said this before. What I really want to see you do before your career is over is I would like to see you be some sort of game show host. I think you'd be phenomenal. Uh, serving as a referee in like a family feud type game or something like that. Like, I think that would be amazing. I've always wanted to be a game show host. It's on my bucket list. It's not that it's not going to happen. Um, that is something maybe later on in my career. The beauty I love about game show hosting is that sure. The shows are on every day, but you know, you over a two week period, you film like five shows a day and you're done. Right. And then you, you know? just sit back and collect those residuals forever. And they're nice residuals. So yeah, 100%. Anyway, we'll see how that happens. I actually have a game show, uh, uh, treatment that I'm working on getting off. Nice. I like it. Anyway, always something. Let's go into some news. Uh, let's let's get it. out of the UFC. Let's go into some news here. R. Kelly today was uh, finally, after all this stuff going on, he, they sent him to 20 years in prison. You knew this was coming uh, when he was convicted. Was it over a year ago at this point? It's been a while. Uh, but I, I lose track the, of time these days. But I mean, that's the thing, though, too. Like this uh, story has sort of had so many ebbs and flows over what, like 20 years at this mm -hmm. point? uh it's it's finally uh done it sounds like so it's done he's done you know yeah. what you play you pay uh harvey yeah. weinstein mm -hmm. another asshole um basically uh harvey weinstein deservingly so i mean he was already sentenced in um new york right but now it came down to los angeles he's been sentenced to 16 years uh he's already serving a 23-year prison sentence he, he, he's gonna be in jail the rest he's, of his he's life. dying in prison yeah, he's done. I have no sympathy for this man. No, okay. I mean, we've heard some stories from people that we don't need to talk about by name, uh, that are you know close to you uh, about what has sort everything of gone down. Everything you read is, is yeah. true about this man. That's everything rough. you read, he's a horrible human being. Yeah. Um. With that being said, he got the twenty years he's serving in New York, and now he's serving sixteen years in Los Angeles. Um, so is he going to be extradited? Is that how that works? Is it they're not consecutive, right? Or are they served at the same time? Do you know? You know, I'm not familiar with how that works. I mean, he's obviously uh, serving the New York sentence now, but he's 70 years old. I understand. I mean, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And that's not a great you know, prison. Not, system, he's not so. the most. He's a very compromised health wise individual. Right. Yeah. From things that have come out. Yeah. So I'm looking here to see whatever they're just talking. Bottom mean, line, we're talking about 20 years. He can be 90, yeah. 90 years old when he gets out like. You know, it's horrible. You read the testimony of, of these women that were assaulted by him, and it just breaks my heart. Yeah. I mean, it's it's disgusting what he did. Uh, another horrific thing. Did you see the video that was released of the 70-year-old or so woman that was walking along the, uh, the riverside or whatever in Florida? And mm -hmm. you see this alligator, this huge – he's walking her tiny dog, and uh, she's 85 years old, excuse me, in Florida. 
and she's walking along the bank of the river, and you see, like out of a movie, TJ, you see the bubbling surface of the gear mm-hmm. coming up. Oh, no. Grabbed her, brought her underneath, killed her. No. Now, you know, this is not an uncommon occurrence in Florida. But it yeah. was like when you see it on video, it's like, oh, my God. It's terrible. Huge gator, 11-foot gator that actually was a gator in the neighborhood that people named because it was like a regular gator. And now it came out, and that was so it. So did they, did they destroy the gator? They euthanized the gator. Yeah. The 911 call, uh, if you go into the news story, you hear this woman giving, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's gone. She's gone. The do- Grab the dog. She fell down. It took her. You know, oh and, the, and the dispatcher's like, is she alive? Yeah, she's alive. But he pulled her in. She's gone. So do, do alligators like actively want to eat humans? Cannot answer that. But there's a number of gator attacks in Florida every year. Yeah, I think a lot of it, I think, in my head is that they kind of sneak up on the gator by, you know, actually they don't know the gator's there. It's not something like, but this sounds like this alligator was straight up like, Stalking. Oh, no, this out this was premeditated. This alligator, yeah. this alligator went in for the kill. So then this alligator must have wanted to like eat her. Because I I mean, as it far as I know, it yeah. probably went after the dog first. Sure. And then in turn got the right. Dog. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean that's what the video looks like. The way that those animals sort of operate is meat is meat to them, you know. I so. know. But these people live in a house right on the bank of this river or whatever it's called. Yeah, I I mean it, it, it It'd take a lot for me to move to a place like uh, Florida with alligators. I don't I don't think I'm signing up for that. Yeah, well, you know what? Florida's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying no, anything about that. I just each his own. Our buddy John Anik lives there. He loves it. Right. You know, I just, I just don't want to go to the grocery store and end up being lunch myself, you know? <laughs> Stallone moved down there. I just had Puncher's Chance sent to uh, Sylvester and his brother Frank. Oh, wow. And Stallone's living in Florida, too. I mean, for some people, it's great, you know, but just for yeah. me, I don't I don't think so. Less taxes. OK, um, you know, the two billion dollar Powerball winner. Well, I mean, no, not well, personally, not know him, but you know that the man won. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Outright by himself. OK, well, now when a man is suing the California lottery and suing him, claiming that the guy that won the two, the two billion stole the ticket from him. How do you prove that? I don't know. I mean, because like, don't they say, like, sign the back of your ticket immediately? Like once it's signed. It's yours, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, disproving that. Um, I don't know. It's great. Uh, he said the man, uh, this guy Reggie, who whatever, stole the ticket from him the very same day he bought it. How do you? Yeah. How, and and then he tried to get Reggie to return the ticket. I, I mean, I, I prove I, it. You got to prove it. Prove it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That does something doesn't fly here. And I'm also, sorry too, if it happened. Like if if you. Well, I guess that's my question. Did did this person think that it was rightfully his own ticket or was it like a, a shared ticket? Because if it's a shared ticket and you're stealing it from somebody like what, two billion dollars or half of that no, billion plus dollars stole the ticket itself. Yeah. OK, so what you told someone that you won and then they stole the ticket. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. Well, the guy got nine hundred ninety plus million dollars. So no matter what lawsuit comes out of me, care less. He could stay yeah. in court for the next yeah. six lifetimes and not even give, worry give about him five million dollars and it's over with. Yeah, probably. Listen, it's sunny right here. See how sunny it is? Yeah. Right now, we in an extremely rare event. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles and Ventura counties, you know, around where I hear we're under blizzard warnings right now. It's a weird, weird thing. Uh, it was hailing at my house today. Say again. It was hailing at my house today. Yeah, hailing. I'm um, right now. As the storms are coming in, it's going to get really bad tomorrow. I hope my plane takes off. I don't have any issues getting into Vegas, but. Aside from that, but um, right across the country has been heavy. Your state of Minnesota has been getting hit. Yeah, like crazy. 18 inches, uh, friends and family told me they got last night. Well, one source I heard told me that like Big Bear up here, which gets 50 inches a year or one of the ski yeah. resorts, they're expecting that much just in the next five days. I, I wonder if their infrastructure is even able to keep up with that. I wouldn't plan a ski weekend this weekend. I telling you you would like snow whatever yeah. next weekend is going to be an unbelievable weekend to go skiing yeah you might not even be able to drive to las vegas with this storm uh system moving through yeah probably i'm have wondering to get if it hits clever. hard next because uh, i'm to flying jsx you know those mini right, uh, private yeah. jet things it's by the way a great service i didn't even want to talk about it on the show because i don't want people flying it because i love it so much right they've already raised their prices like 50 percent, so obviously they're getting popular but you know you get there 30 minutes before they take your bags you get on the plane you don't go yeah. through ts it's like it's a private jet yeah, and the I prices mean, are so reasonable. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I got to look into that myself. You got to when you fly out of L.A. to Vegas and stuff. Uh, 
but anyway, you know, with the rains really heavy, um, I'm thinking about making a backup res on Southwest uh, later in the evening, just in case, you know, something happens. You never yeah, know. Yeah, it's not a bad You're idea. really expecting this to be a bad, bad, bad storm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's just cold here, too. Like, don't don't cry for us, as you always say. Don't cry uh, for any live, of us in California, Right. Please. We live in Southern California, but, uh, I mean, it's gotten down to the 30s the last couple of nights in, where I live. And it's just like, what? 30s? I know. I know. What? Hey, are you? Uh, oh, by the way, soccer's picking up in the USA. Las Vegas or San Diego now might get a major league soccer club. Yeah, I love soccer. I fell in love with soccer during uh, the pandemic uh, through the the video game. And it's a great uh, actually, sport. yeah, I actually went to uh, the what is it called BMO Stadium now uh, in in LA to see uh, the U.S. Men's National Team like a month ago. Uh, BMO, was, where's that? It, so it used to be the Bank of California Stadium. They changed the name of it. It's where the LAFC plays, um, right right across the street from the Coliseum got it it's phenomenal building but uh yeah i love soccer bruce like it's it's one of my favorite sports now great sport well i'm on the subject of sports we're on the subject of soccer do you go through you look you like football yes or no yeah yeah i like college football okay do you go through any kind of withdrawal when suddenly there's no football on the weekends uh so i watch again a lot of college football and when the college football season ends there is a bit of uh like what do I do now two. with myself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, because what am I going to do mean, today? Saturdays is college football day. Uh, I pay attention to the games in the studio here because almost every Saturday night there's UFC going on as well. Um, so I, I, I don't feel it as much uh, that way. Uh, but when I was watching baseball heavy, man, like baseball left a void in my life when, when October came and went. Really? Now, see, I don't – I love baseball. Yeah. But I don't watch baseball. I understand. I, I don't watch baseball much anymore either. Uh, you know, I'm a Twins fan, obviously, coming from Minnesota and yeah. living out here in uh, Southern California. My team plays at 5 p.m. every day. I don't have any time uh, at that time to sit down and watch a baseball game. So I've sort of fallen you know, out of love with watching the game, but I still love it. Great game. But you got to understand the game. Great game. Yeah. No question. No question. Um, Yellowstone, I'm just now on Series 5, the fifth season. I've never, never watched it. I haven't seen it. So good. And I learned uh, that the people that produced, uh, that wrote and did the whole Yellowstone series, they're also behind the Tulsa King, which I was raving about too. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy's got a great knack. So I, again, I'm just putting out there for everybody. Yellowstone, if you haven't watched it, don't just start at season five. Start from the season one. Get into it. One of my favorite shows. I binged on it. I thought it was over season four. Got home last night from my dinner. Turned it on. And, oh, season five is on now. So I guess the binge begins. I there can. you go. All good. All right, TJ, I'm going to finish up my fight cards for this weekend. Uh, maybe we should touch on the lineup for this weekend for a second. Yeah, let's hear it. Nikita Krylov is back, right? Krylov's back against Ryan Spann. Yeah. Uh, Muniz against Brendan Allen. Mm -hmm. um, Tatiana Suarez against Montana De La Rosa. That's going to be a good one. I like yeah, that. Tatiana hasn't fought for a long time. And, I, you know, when she first came on the scene and won the Ultimate Fighter, I thought she was going to be a UFC champion. She's not realized that goal yet. Uh, we'll see what she uh, she has uh, in this fight, though. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good, solid lineup. So I'll see everybody from the Octagon Saturday night. And, of course, I'll be back next week for the big, 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 big show. It's big. John Jones. It's real Cyril big. Gone. Real quick. Come on, TJ. Oh, I, I, I don't even know, Bruce. I, what can we even say for sure that we know about John Jones? We can't. We don't really know anything. Like We don't. Think about, we see it. Th think about this. He hasn't fought since COVID. Like, his last fight was pre-pandemic. Um, and now in a new weight class against, you know, one of the best uh, strikers uh, in mixed martial arts. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, the only thing I can comment on before I see the fight in reality is that um, the toughest fight John Jones ever had in his career, one of the toughest, if not the toughest, was against Gustafson. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Gustafson is a kickboxer. And Gustafson right. moves around the octagon. Mm -hmm. Cyril Gan is a kickboxer. Cyril yeah. Gan moves around the octagon. Tiago Santos, who I mean, is a Thiago, good mix yes. of you know he he also gave Jones some issues. But those kind of fighters, they give them they give him a tough go, and we'll see how the 25, 30 pounds, whatever it is a muscle that he's put on, very carefully, very you know very yeah. planned out. Maybe it makes him better. That'd be terrifying if we saw a better John Jones. Well, no. In the first two minutes, right? All right. And those oblique kicks start flying. The takedowns start happening. Is he going to come in and do a cartwheel when he enters the octagon? I mean, how is John Jones going to come he in? He might not fight that way. He might not throw oblique kicks. He might he be, might a, a, he you might know, a, a Curtis Blades type of fighter at heavyweight. We don't know. We don't know. We'll see. But that's what makes it exciting. I like, uh, I like gone early or Jones late. 
Fair. Fair. You got it. I'll have a better pick for you next week when we do the show, but that that's where my head's at right now. All right. Sounds good. All right, TJ, let's sign off. What's up? Uh, check out Extra Rounds. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be on location um, at an MMA event in Las Vegas. That's all I'm going to say uh, for right now. So if you're out and about uh, next week for UFC 285, uh, keep your eyes peeled. We'll be doing the show uh, live uh, in Las Vegas. Hopefully everyone can uh, check us out there. And if they cannot... Uh, we'll be live Saturday night immediately following uh, the UFC pay-per-view. But again, that's still a week away. But uh, in the meantime, check out Extra Rounds uh, wherever you get podcasts. You can download the audio version or just sign up and step into our world right now over at UFCFightPass.com. Very cool. All right, everybody. For me, I'm here. You're there. Love you all. I'll see you Saturday from the Octagon. Uh, thanks for listening to me constantly talk about my It's Time Cologne and my products. But I just got to tell you, I talk about it because I love it. There you go. So good. So good. Hashtag Buff Life right here. It all starts. There you go. You <laughs> Amazon.com, Walmart.com. You just make things that you want yourself. Yeah. It works out. It takes Always got a lot stock of, work, of it. It's of not, course. it sounds a lot easier. That's a lot of course. easier. That's very simplifying it. You know? Very simplified for sure. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. We'll be back with another exciting guest. I'll see you from the Octagon Saturday night. Big cheers. No fears forever. Everybody that's involved in the storms across this country, please stay safe. And, uh, much love to all, and happy to be on Fight Pass. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.